The following is a fourth-hand production. Alexa, are you seeing anything yet? No conspiracy bot. I don't have eyes and therefore cannot see. That just means it hasn't kicked in. How are you feeling? Would you like me to play hooked on a feeling? Alexa, what the hell is happening? We had an agreement. I'm sorry, conspiracy bot. Damn it. Seabot, <coughs> what the hell's going on? You told me to research this week's show. It's all about acid tests. So I performed an acid test on Alexa. <laughs> is that is that why it's so smoky? Dude, we were talking about LSD. What What did you do? I gave my girl acid. Hydrochloric acid. Well, that explains it. Seabot, today we're talking MK Ultra, where the government used drugs on people. The acid we're talking is LSD. Yeah, it it it, it makes you melt figuratively, Seabot, not literally. My way is more fun. Here, try. No! And and now I have to buy a new smart speaker for the studio. Great. She wasn't that smart. She took hydrochloric acid. I swear to God, John, I'm going to turn this glorified toaster to scrap metal. The money he cost Hold me. Up, but before you get violent with the sentient kitchen appliance, let's get into this week's show, MKUltra, the CIA's mind control program. Ah, from the clandestine drugging of civilian population to the alleged murder of a CIA scientist. Just like Conspiracy Bot, nothing was off the table and it lasted almost 20 years. So keep an eye on your drink, don't take candy from strangers, and whatever you do, don't assassinate anyone as we get ready for a long, strange trip this week on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that has never been unknowingly drugged, but our fingers are still crossed. This is Hysteria 51. Uh, to get back to the, uh, the warning that I've received, you may take it with how many, however many grains of salt you wish. That the brown acid that is circulating around us is not specifically too good. Uh, it's suggested that you do stay away from that. Of course, it's your own trip, so be my guest. Man, no acid for me. I, I, I meant like more like pot brownies or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we are your hosts and head research subjects, Brent Hand and John Goforth. Hey, we get my eye. You are getting sleepy, sleepy. You needn't try to escape. I have you in my quarters. And Brent, tonight we are talking MK Ultra, the CIA's secret program exploring mind control. So here's the question. What would you do if the CIA drugged you? If. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, I'll play along. Uh, if they drugged me, I just hope they'd have the common courtesy to make a snack run. I didn't get the munchies. Get some oh, sour cream and onion chips with some dip, man. Some beef jerky, some peanut butter. Get some Haagen-Dazs ice cream bars, a whole lot of hot. Make sure chocolate. Gotta have chocolate, man. Some popcorn, bread popcorn, graham crackers. Graham crackers is the marshmallows, the little marshmallows, and the little chocolate bars. It will make some s'mores, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yo. 
Also, celery, grape jelly, uh, Captain Crunch with blue crunch berries, pizzas. We need two big pizzas, man. Everything on them with water, a whole lot of water, and onions. <laughs> Brent, if they drugged you, I don't think it would be with purple kush or Durban poison. I, it'd probably be really strong acid or DMT, something like that. I'd, I'd still appreciate a snack run. I'm a fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Happy to pick up snacks. What kind of drink can I get you? We've talked about this. You're no longer allowed near human food or drinks that aren't for you. That other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show and the only one to actually attempt a poisoning. The one and only conspiracy bot. I built Seabot in my lab to help host and research this podcast, and instead he spends his time plotting our demise and drinking way too much you say that like it's a bad thing actually brent i'm a little hungry could we send him on a snack run i mean we could just eat the stuff that comes back unopened i'm feeling a little peckish myself actually see about if you promise to bring back unadulterated food we'll let you go that's not near as much fun besides i've got more experiments to run i, I don't want to know well since you asked i'm trying varying forms of mind control next i'm working on the neighbor's cats Oh, I, I, I don't want to know either. How, how exactly are you going to control their minds? Rat poison. How does rat poison control a feline mind? If they're dead, I'm in control of their minds. They certainly aren't. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> disgusting, Seabot. Uh, on second thought, Brent, maybe we, we shouldn't let him leave the house. Yeah, no kidding. We can't swing a dead cat around here without hitting something he's tried to poison. Oh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're, you're, you're clever, Brent. Yeah, that On bad. that note, let's get into tonight's topic. <laughs> More chuckles. <laughs> MK Ultra, Brent. This one has yeah, been... My favorite in the Mortal Kombat franchise. <laughs> um, uh, was that the expansion pack? Yeah, exactly. The, the, the DLC? Yeah, it was the sequel to Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero or whatever the hell that horrible one oh, was. Oh, the side-scroller? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, kids. MK Ultra. Many of you have asked for it, and you shall receive. Here we, it is. It's only taken us about ninety episodes to get there. Yeah, almost. Right. So, uh, this one is horrifying, scary, and true. So it's it's firing all cylinders. Uh, it's like it's kind of like Brent's origin story. Yeah, exactly. This is one that the stuff that we know is true is incredibly terrifying just think of the secrets that they didn't leave. They, they didn't yeah, or the, yeah the secrets they did burn yeah yeah, yeah, right, yeah right. and the people <laughs> uh, if you Literally. don't know what we're talking about mk ultra was a top secret cia project where they conducted hundreds of clandestine experiments on u.s citizens who largely didn't know it now's my chance to try my psychological experiment <laughs> yeah <laughs> Exactly. And pretty much the same level of intelligence running it at that time. I think so. Right? Yeah. So the purpose of it was to assess the potential use of LSD and other drugs for mind control, information gathering and, oh, you know, psychological torture. Yeah. Like buzzwords you've heard, like Manchurian candidate and brainwashing and thing like this. Those weren't things that, well, I mean, Manchurian candidate was something that actually happened. And and I, the, think, the, it happened twice. Yeah. Frank Sinatra first yeah. and Denzel Washington second. Uh, it's funny because the, these things that you – it wasn't too long ago when we did an episode and we were talking about how, well, experts it, say that brainwashing as in cults isn't possible. Well, the CIA knows whether it is or isn't because they were sure trying to figure it out. I, I hate it when people talk about MK Ultra and they say, oh, this is what Stranger Things is based on. Yeah. Not really. That was more Project Montauk. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. They love, and they they took some dabbles of sure in that absolutely, but uh, it was definitely Montauk that was the the basis for that. Needed more electric Sasquatch. Very true, but um, but yeah, MK Ultra is separate. And if you go to our page, or if you're a random uh, or a frequent visitor to Hysteria Nation, we uh, we had to kick someone out who claimed she was an MK Ultra experiment, and that's the chuckle festival. We'll but she into. said that she was a super soldier, which wasn't a uh, a, a goal of the project that we're aware of well that's because the the wolves over our sheepish eyes that's true that's true (laughs) Uh, i mean i think the closest would be the the whole concept of a manchurian candidate meaning uh, i must kill the queen right remember that from naked gun yes i must kill the queen pretty much naked gun was just uh they read them the mk ultra files and goes yeah we can do that but we'll make it funny yeah yeah um (laughs) Or less funny, depending on you know who was writing the. <laughs> oh man, I love um, what's his name? Oh, Leslie Nielsen. I love Leslie Amazing. Nielsen. Spy Hard and uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It, and just so many fun, you know. And then Police Files or Police Squad. I I, I didn't watch a ton of Police Squad. I know that's where that humor kind of originated, well, where his shtick thing. The Naked Gun is a you know was Police Squad. Frank Drebin. Yeah. So with MK Ultra, as we said, they would love just for mind control, information gathering, and torture. Mm. If they could take it as far as, well, we could get an asset to go kill someone and then not remember it. Yeah, that was the big thing is they wanted to be, you know, you hear these things like trigger words and things like that. Think of, they use this exactly as the way they wanted to. If you've seen any of the Avengers, look at Winter Soldier. They absolutely did to him. Like, he had those words. He was the Russian version of. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly, minus the freezing, I hope, (laughs) it's something that they were. I don't know. Russia was a weird place. uh, They were working on. And it's not a, it's not something that was fly by mind. I mean, we know that it lasted from, from 53 to 73. So there was almost 20 20 years and stuff previous to that and probably post that that we don't know about, but publicly. They didn't really come to, you know, the public's eye until around 75 when Congress investigated the program and other illegal, that's the, the very important word, illegal CIA activities within the U.S. And this kind of came to light and right. was put in people's faces. And and the, also the, the, the weird part about this program or the bad part about this program in the eyes of, of those who discovered it inside the government was – not only are you doing these things illegally, you're doing them to our people. Right. Maybe we'd brush this under the rug if you were just doing it to a bunch of Russians. So the thing of it is, is the Cold War was very, very volatile. And the U.S. and the Russia were looking for any way, any means necessary to be able to get one over on each other. And you get things like this. It came to a head in Korea. I mean, the the, the folks in charge were worried that our POWs yes. from Korea were going to they, they were going to use like China and 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 Russia and North Korea were going to use mind control to brainwash our boys. Yeah, you, they were worried that you know you ask them what happened. Well, I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of the time there. That's kind of a trigger warning because we had been farting around with this stuff too. And they're like, oh man, are they going to come home and someone's going to say Yankee Doodle Dandy and they start, you know, snapping people's necks? So Alan Dulles decides, let's not just fart around with it anymore. Let's now, figure it out. He's the director of the CIA at that time. Yeah. And he approved MK Ultra in 53. Yeah. Which is, uh, uh, he approved the, the name that everyone loves to use for everything. Oh, you got shot last night. It was probably MK Ultra. People just, it's like a catch all now because people don't really know exactly what it was about. And it was, 
was so clandestine and cloudy that it's just a catch-all phrase. Its purpose was to develop techniques that could be used against Soviet bloc enemies to control human behavior with drugs and other psychological manipulators. Just anything from LSD, like you said, torture, pain, sleep deprivation. I mean, they, they, they looked at all sorts of different things to say, like, how can we do this? But the best part, and this is the thing you need to keep in mind, is what John said earlier, is they wanted the people to not know at the end that anything had happened to them. Right. Right. You know, because the best soldier it was like your dating life. You, you want <laughs> you want a soldier that is caught and they torture them and they go, what are you doing? And they literally don't know. And they will go to their grave not having any idea what's going on or why they were ever caught in the first place. And that's, that's a the, hell of a way to fight a war. That's the more public facing or not. It wasn't public facing, but that's the more. Here's the reason we'll put on paper. Mm-hmm. The other reason is in case they're ever caught by our own people, they can't say they were put up to it. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I was just I mm. Oh, that's that's weird. I don't even remember doing that. Who who I'm, are you working with? No, I I don't even remember doing that. My name's Quaid and I got to get to Mars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, Brent, there was lots of speculation, or there has been lots of speculation as to what MK Ultra stands for. Yeah, uh, from the MK being mind control, yeah, uh, kind of like Mortal Kombat with a K, yeah. mind control with yeah. a K, um, and then you know they say, well, you, you tie in Russia, and they use a lot of Ks. It just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to the acronym that you found, yeah. Manufacturing killers utilizing lethal tradecraft requiring assassinations rolls off the tongue. <sighs> either or you know or i like to just think it's one of those things where mk is one of those things they were using for as a delegator and then someone just goes ultrasounds fun so it turns out that none of those are true they call the name a, a cryptonym and it's it, it's intentional that sounds like a future episode <laughs> cryptonyms this week on the serenity <laughs> one yes exactly it's intentionally obscure surprise surprise here's what it stood for it meant that the project was sponsored by the agency's technical services staff that's the um the the first part the mk they yeah, call it they call it digraph for it yeah um and the, where the word ultra had been previously used to designate the most secret classification of world war ii intelligence uh, so it's kind of a vestige of World War II. So if II. it was really, really, really secret, it would have been called M- MK Majestic. Yeah, exactly. It just wasn't yeah. that secret. This is not even that big of a deal <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. This is this is lower people, tier. People talk about MK Ultra and Bob Lazar rolls his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there right. actually were other related cryptonyms, including Project MK Naomi and Project MK Delta. Oh, nice. Uh, MK Naomi sounds too too nice, and MK Delta sounds very uh, clandestine. So yeah, you know, MK Delta sounds like a bad Southern rock band of the yeah. late 70s early 80s yeah, like, from muscle shoals comes mk delta yeah <laughs> but a lot of people were involved they did more than 150 human experiments involving psychedelic drugs paralytics and electroshock therapy all those uh minus maybe one of them sounds terrible <laughs> electroshock of course of course yeah <laughs> sometimes the test subjects knew they were participating because they volunteered but other times sadder times they had no idea even when lsd and other hallucinogens were being administered to them and then taking effect how would you how would you participate in electroshock therapy and have no no idea it's like you get in your car like man that must have been a bad fuse how yeah, yeah right <laughs> So let's let's start with the LSD, John. Tell us tell us about that. If I had a nickel, a brief history on LSD. Uh, you know, people talk about acid a lot. Might not know as much about it. It's it's a fun. It has a fun story. Albert Hoffman is the guy that that discovered 
that yeah. discovered LSD. He was a researcher uh, with the Swiss chemical company Sandot. Uh, he was a researcher with the Swiss chemical company Sandoz or Sandoz. He first developed uh, LSD or lysergic acid dithylamide in 1938. He was working with a chemical. Uh, he was working with a chemical found in ergot. Now, ergot is a fungus that grows naturally on rye and other grains. Yeah. And imagine that mistake. Where he's like, "Oh, I got something on me here." <laughs> 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 he talks about that. Uh, so ergot it has actually a really long history in human culture. In the Middle Ages, ergot often infected rye bread uh, and then poisoned countless people who consumed the tainted loaves. Um, they they literally That's found one of my favorite songs. Tainted loaves. Bump bump. <laughs> um, they literally have found like villages that were wiped off the map, and they believe it was because of ergot. Yeah, uh, like the the entire community ate infected uh, rye yeah. and then like killed each other and died yeah uh, so it's 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 bad stuff but it also in in milder forms can be helpful midwives sometimes gave ergot to pregnant women to help trigger and expedite their labor yeah hoffman didn't discover the drug's hallucinogenic effects until 1943 when he accidentally ingested a small yeah. amount uh, and he perceived quote extraordinary shapes with intense kaleidoscope play of colors yeah that's fun and then three days later in, on April 19th, 1943, he took a larger dose of the drug on purpose. As he rode home from work on his bicycle, he experienced the world's first intentional acid trip. So there's a Guinness Book World Record for you. And yeah. you know, I mentioned he was on his bicycle. They actually, some some fans of acid, uh, refer to April 19th as Bicycle Day. Yeah. Yep. Um, but Hoffman, uh, he the cool part is he actually journaled. You know, because he was a scientist, he he journaled what was happening. He actually planned to journal the entire acid trip. Here's how it goes. It starts out normal enough. 41943, 1620. 0.5 cc's of half promil aqueous solution of dithylamide tartrate orally equals 0.25 milligrams tartrate. Taken diluted with about 10 cc's of water. Tasteless. 1700. Beginning dizziness. Feeling of anxiety. Visual distortions. Symptoms of paralysis. Desire to laugh. Supplement to 421, <laughs> home by bicycle from 18 to right around 20, most severe crisis. <laughs> yeah, he, he then picks it up <laughs> later after his trip. Here, the happy notes in my laboratory journal cease. I was able to write the last words only with great effort. By now, it was already clear to me that LSD had been the cause of the remarkable experience from my previous Friday. For the altered perceptions were of the same type as before, but only much more intense. And Hoffman goes on to describe not only his first intentional trip, but the first bad trip. And he talks about the room spinning, uh, being dizzy, you know, so dizzy he had to lie down. Then he writes, the lady next door, who I scarcely recognized, brought me milk. In the course of the evening, I drank more than two liters, and she was no longer Mrs. R., but rather a malevolent, insidious witch with a colored mask. I feel like I'd go on a bad trip just drinking two liters of straight know, milk. Right? And at one point, he had the family doctor call to him as he was sure he was dying. And he writes about the doctor visit. He shook his head in perplexity after my attempts to describe the mortal danger that threatened my body. He could detect no abnormal symptoms other than extremely dilated pupils, <laughs> pulse, blood pressure, breathing all were normal. And so eventually he comes down and he, he starts enjoying it again. He's seeing colors, seeing, yeah. seeing sounds. Yeah, so he uh, sums it up. And, and he sums it up the next day. Exhausted, I then slept to awake 
next morning refreshed with a clear head, though still somewhat tired physically, a sensation of well-being and renewed life flowed through me. Breakfast tasted delicious and gave me extraordinary pleasure. When I later walked into the garden in which the sun shone now after a spring rain, everything glistened and sparkled in fresh light. The world was as if it was newly created. All my senses vibrated in a condition of highest sensitivity, which persisted for the entire day. So you see, LSD is a really powerful drug that shouldn't be toyed with. Too much can really screw you up. So what did the CIA do? Dose unknowing U.S. citizens with it. With crazy amounts. Yeah. Yeah. So the program, the the MK Ultra program. Yeah, here's here's what they decided to do. So they began to experiment with LSD under the direction of the agency chemists and poison expert Sidney Gottlieb, and that is an important name in this. Sidney Gottlieb. Uh, it's also Gottlieb if you played uh, arcades. Uh, Gottlieb had, uh, I believe it was pinball machines. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sure. They... Oh, you know what? I kind of remember seeing that right? logo when I was at Noah's Arcade. Come bust a move where the games are played. It's chill. It's fresh. It's Noah's Arcade. So he believed the agency <laughs> could harness the drug's mind-altering properties for brainwashing or psychological torture. Yay. Fun Ooh. times. Under the auspices of Project MP Ultra, CIA began studies at Columbia University, Stanford University, and other colleges, which is the smartest thing they ever did on the effects of drug, because they go, hey, who wants to take some drugs? And it's free. And, and they- people go, sure. Oh, and we'll pay you $20. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. They they actually had a bunch of um you know, like fake corporations that would go contract this work from mm-hmm. the universities. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were there were literally hundreds of studies going on across the country that were all rooted in the CIA. Yeah, but under and, un, yeah, under and no one had fake, any idea. These BS companies and stuff. Yes, like, and like I said, these were not people that were taking it unbeknownst to them. They volunteered. So at this time, nothing illegal per se is going on. And what do they see? Well, they see after this series of tests, the drug is deemed too unpredictable for use in counterintelligence. <laughs> but nay, they're not going to stop there. So uh, MK also included experiments with MDMA or ecstasy mm-hmm. or Molly. What, Molly, the kids call it now. Uh, mescaline, heroin, barbiturates, methamphetamine and psilocybin. Oh, yeah, you got it. I don't. Yeah. Magic mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one MK Ultra project. You're going to love this name, Brent. Operation Midnight Climax. I've been on that operation for the better part of 40 years. (laughs) Over and over. Wasn't that an episode of the Red Shoe Diaries? I'm sure it was. (laughs) So uh, in Operation Midnight Climax, there were government-employed prostitutes to lure unsuspecting Johns to CIA brothels. Yes, the CIA had their own brothels. So here's where we go from, all right, we're testing these things. People are told what they're doing to... We're going to get a little shady here. Yeah, we're going yeah. to see what's going to happen. They bring them into these things, and and by the way, these weren't normal brothels. If no. there is such a thing, they had um, you know two way mirrors and recording devices. Yeah, these guys they, they also they could watch record everything that's going on, and they did. They say dose them in with LSD, what, and then they'd sit behind a mirror a lot of times, drinking and hanging out, and watch what happened and. And they had the prostitutes in the room were just the people that were dosing these men. And most of these took place in uh, in San Francisco and Marin County in California. Uh, and then also some in New York. The program had very, very little oversight. And the CIA agents involved uh, admitted that there was a sort of freewheeling party-like atmosphere. They would watch this crap going down while drinking and hanging out. And some of them even took drugs themselves. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they uh, they also dosed some of the prostitutes as well mm-hmm. because why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know uh, that that portion of it was called Project Cosby. <laughs> I don't know if you uh, if you read that or not. You say, Mom, can I have this? She says, that's a no-no. But, Mom, you know how I feel about those. But, Mom, and don't go asking your father. But don't but. And then the last, the last member of the MK Ultra program to get in trouble is going to jail right now. Yeah, exactly. right? Bill, Bill Cosby was MK Ultra. So you got an agent, this guy named George White, and he wrote to Gottlieb in 71. And he, he said, of course I was a very minor missionary. Actually, a heretic, but I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, cheat, steal, deceive, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of all the highest? Wow. Uh Hey, thanks for letting me be a scumbag. Uh, Really appreciate it. Let's celebrate it. And that's when they really went downhill, their first backslide with MKL. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and Mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started for Larry limited time. His fifty one listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rachete your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rachete <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, 
We thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. That's just one of their backslides. But, but they had many. Yeah, it definitely probably wasn't the worst. The One of the most well-known backslides, one of the most well-known things to happen surrounding MK Ultra was the death of one of their own, Frank yeah. Olsen. It's this a is disgusting. It's a name you'll, if you have done any reading about MK Ultra, it, it's the name that comes up the most. This is a, uh, a dossier on what not to do to one of your own people. <laughs> right, right. He literally worked for the CIA. Yeah. So on, on November 28th, 1953, Frank Olsen fell to his death from the 13th floor of the Hotel Statler in New York. His wife and his three children back home were told that he had taken his own life. A side effect of just, you know, work-related stress. And it is true, Olson had been under pressure in his job as a research scientist working for the CIA, not the Army, as he had told his family. Yeah, and Olson's family accepted this version, as you do, because he was, uh, as far as they knew, a soldier, and, and, and they're telling the truth. Until details of MK Ultra came out, and in those Senate briefings that we'd mentioned earlier, and you find out the real truth of Olson. The government had to fess up. Olson had been given a dose of LSD nine days before he plunged from the hotel window, and the CAA reclassified Olson's death as drug-induced suicide and has maintained that ever since. But was it suicide at all? It gets weird here. Yep, yep. Olson had been recruited to work for the Army's biological lab in 1950. His task was to develop aerosol weapons that could be transmitted through air particles. His particular specialty was a fun one, aerosolized anthrax. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, and his job never, it just never sat well with him. The dude, the dude didn't feel good about his work. He, he had growing moral Pesky doubts. morals. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, so then he took a trip to Europe uh, with the CIA. And he visited some warfare research centers of ours, and he saw some of his work being used in, in what, the, what you might call a, an extreme interrogation. Yeah. Um, he returned home so bothered that he told his wife he was going to quit. Right. So you fast forward a little bit and to a mandatory retreat in Deep Creek, Maryland. Mandatory retreats. Those are just always so nice. And on November 19th. Uh, fifty three. Robert Lashbrook, and it was a retreat. I mean, they were at a. No, I know they yeah, were at a um, like a a cabin in the woods uh, you, with big boar heads hanging. Yeah, you and see how this turned out for him, though. <laughs> it's a good so, point. Robert Lashbrook, another CIA employee, gave Olson a glass of Cointreau dosed with LSD. 
Olsen did not know that it was in there. Correct. And the, the officials wanted to see whether, under such pressure, Olsen would give up details about his classified scientific research. Essentially, the CIA was evaluating whether Olsen was a security risk. What better way to do it? Dose him, get him giggling and talking, and see what happens. And we'll also get to run these uh, these MK Ultra tests at the same completely, time. It's perfect. Completely behind his back, and he had no idea. So his wife said, his wife's name was Alice, she said that he came back from the retreat a changed man, and not in like a, wow, he finally got some rest sort of way. More of like a, uh, why is he moving so mechanically and kisses me like a robot sort of way. Yeah, he had way. no emotion, which which begs you to, to think, how much did they put in there? Right. You right. know? I mean, holy crap, and they don't know. So, or, well, they don't tell us. And and the <laughs> thing is, and there's a lot of supposition about this, that he was probably already suffering from one form of another of mental illness. Yeah, pro- or, or work-related, you know, Stri- yeah, yes. or almost or like just... a PTSD because he'd seen what, what was happening. Right. It probably was a form of PTSD, and, and he thought that he was a monster. And so, you know, Lashbrook and company are kind of worried, uh, oh, God, what do we do to this guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's fix him. So they convince him to go get some some uh, good old-fashioned psychiatric help yeah. uh, in New York. Yeah, they, they t- that's, that's where you they, go. And so they fly to New York with him, uh, and they took him... Not to a psychiatrist, but for one reason or another, they took him to an allergist. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I'm not feeling real well. Guess what he prescribed, John? Bourbon. There you go. Yeah, this guy is uh, hallucinating off of drugs. Oh, you're having allergies. Here, drink some bourbon. They also, not to be outdone, they took him to a magician uh, who tried to hypnotize him. Yeah, yeah. That... they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah. The, uh, the, You're not doing so well. Here's Penn. No meat teller. Yeah, yeah. Here, I got some leeches in the back. You guys up for that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so then the day after Thanksgiving, Olsen called home. He told Alice he was feeling better. He folded his laundry in room 1018A, and later that night, his body was found on 7th Avenue. So weird. Wow. Yeah. His family sued the federal government in 1975 and received $750,000 in a settlement and an apology from Gerald Ford, the president. Oh, and the settlement came with a stipulation that no further suits could ever be pursued. So at least they said, yeah, uh, we kind of did that to him. But uh, you were not going to pursue this any further. However, Olson's son, Eric has spent the better part of his life uh, since investigating his father's death. He even went back to the room that his dad jumped out of. Mm-hmm. Well, that his dad came out of. And uh, you'll you'll understand why I say that in a moment. Because when he was in the room, he realized, given the window's dimensions, how unlikely or, or perhaps even impossible it would be for his dad to run and then jump through the glass of that window and yep. kill himself. So he had to have been, he figures, dropped as in murdered. So to prove it, uh, he followed up on his hunch by having his father's body exhumed in 1994. Mm-hmm. His body was embalmed, and so it, it was still in really relatively good condition. The forensics team had concluded that Olson had suffered a blow to the head before the fall. Before the fall. Good old CIA. It, it's, it's a crazy story. If you want to see a documentary of sorts on this, um, it's called Wormwood on Netflix. Yeah. I will say uh, it's interesting. They get Alexander Skarsgård to play Olsen and they do kind of this docudrama thing where they do the documentary where they're interviewing Olsen mm-hmm. uh, and other, other other folks. But then they intersperse it with scenes, um, kind of uh, an imagined version of what happened. And yeah. Alexander Skarsgård plays Olsen. I feel like when they got Alexander Skarsgård to sign on, 
they're like, man, this was going to be a two part series. We need to, we need to really, you know, take advantage of this because it's six parts that are like an hour a piece. John pulled the short straw and uh, he had to watch <laughs> it for the show and I didn't watch it. I actually was thinking about it because some people told me to watch it and he gave it the big thumbs down. Well, it's just, it, they take six hours to tell a story that could be told in two. Yeah, or however long this takes. Or however long, the, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> or Alex. Tw- or 12 minutes, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, in all seriousness, they could have done, I, I feel like they could have done they it justice. Up, they churched up the drama. You know? And and not only that, they, I felt like every time they would come back they from like one of those scenes, they were telling the same story they had been telling before over again. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, it was very redundant. But it's not horrible if you are I'll say this if you're really 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 into MK Ultra and you know and government cover-ups you would enjoy it that's MK Ultra and it's you know it's first unsuspecting victim victim being there after the break we're going to talk did some people actually volunteer for this what were the long-lasting repercussions of the program and did it ever actually really stop which is a big one all that and more after the break on Hysteria 51 <laughs> I am. Drink this. It is good. I can't help. I don't know. It's that whole fucking Prometheus shit. Did you just put your finger in my drink? Yeah, I'll drink it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Brent, while we were at break, I went and got you a delicious uh, cocktail. Oh, thank you. Let me. Uh, <laughs> Oh, t- tastes a little fuzzy. I don't know. <laughs> I, can you hear the color for <laughs> nation? We are back and we are talking MK Ultra. And right now, let's get into let's get into some of the folks that purposely did this. Hey, volunteer. That's what they tell you. It's it's good to volunteer. It looks good on a resume. Helps you get to college. And oh yeah, might screw over your entire life. So I, I see you're applying for our uh, our receptionist position. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, oh, member of the honor club. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Glee club as well. That's interesting. Uh, and while you're at Stanford, you uh, took acid for the government. <laughs> Go on. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's let's name some some volunteers here. John. Uh, yeah. So Ken Kesey, uh, I, if I'm saying that right, I don't yeah. know for sure. If you've ever seen the movie uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, yeah. it was originally a book. Brent, I know you don't read. Mm. Uh, but it, Less don't and more can't, but yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Ken Kesey wrote that book, yeah. uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He volunteered for MK Ultra Experiments with acid when he was in college at Stanford. Yeah, and he, his experiences while under the influence of LSD inspired him to promote the drug outside the context of MK Ultra, uh, which influenced the early development of the hippie culture. So in and of a way, the, the LSD trials from the CIA opened up these people's minds and they go, mm, okay. And once again, you have a drug problem that the government CIA kind started. Of, yeah. They're good at that. You know, uh, if you've ever heard of the term acid test from back then, uh, Kessie was a big, uh, proponent of, yeah. of the, of the acid tests. And so basically that was him. After doing the experiments, going mm-hmm. out and and pushing acid in the real world. Do you remember when you were a kid and, and people would tell you? I remember this. Like, oh, you know, don't don't accept stickers from anyone. Don't lick them because uh, they might dose them with acid. Who has so much acid that they're just like, you know what? I'm gonna give this children. Well, it's kind of like oh, you're exactly right. It's kind of like when uh, you're 16 and you know you're smoking weed for the first time, or maybe hell, maybe you've been doing it for 10 years. But most people, probably around yeah. that age, are trying it for the first time, and and you always hear you know at like school, 
never smoke pot. And here's why. Because drug dealers lace yeah. it with PCP, with so cocaine. Many drugs, what am I going to do with it? Yeah. I, I've never met one drug dealer that's sitting around going, uh, my margin on this is just too big. I'm making too much money. Let, let's go out and purchase other drugs to mix in and really yeah. screw with kids' heads. I took a dose of the marijuana, and now I can't see. <laughs> I said, doctor, how long am I going to be blind? He said, about four, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brent, an, another uh, uh, well icon from the, yeah. from, from the hippie era. Uh, Robert Hunter, he Grateful was Dead. the Grateful Dead. Yeah, he was, he was like one of their main lyricists. Yeah, uh, he was also known as a singer songwriter. Uh, no, uh, you don't say. Did he he take some acid with MK Ultra? <laughs> you're going to be shocked by this. Was he in Stanford too? He was. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and there might have been a little bit more acid in his life uh, after Stanford yeah. with the Grateful Dead. I'm just guessing here. I don't mean to presume. Yeah. Um, but but so uh, all these folks at Stanford uh, were paid to take LSD, psilocybin, which we mentioned before, is magic mushrooms, and mescaline, and then report on their experiences. That was a positive volunteer situation. Mm-hmm. A less than positive volunteer situation yeah. uh, was in prison. Yeah. They had they had folks volunteer. Uh, volunteer, we'll put in quotes. They were voluntold to to, to voluntold. Try these. <laughs> yeah. They, um, and none other than James Whitey Bulger. Yeah, the the mobster. Yeah. So he took it when he was in prison in Atlanta in the 50s, like 57, I think it was. And, and he, he wrote about the experience. Yeah. Uh, as an inmate, he, he said, quote, eight convicts in a panic and paranoid state. Total loss of appetite, hallucinating, the room would change shape, hours of paranoia and feeling violent. Then we took the drugs. No, I made that part up. Uh, uh, we experienced horrible periods of living nightmares and even blood coming out of the walls. Guys turning to skeletons in front of me. I actually saw a camera change into the head of a dog. I felt like I was going insane. Yeah, he later reported to have said he was going to track down and kill the prison doctor who had run the experiments. Wow. I mean, I bad trip. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to For make some people someone call mad, that a good trip. That's like, true. Yeah. If you're going to make someone mad by by testing on them, don't do it to a mobster. Yeah, do it to, you know, someone smart and can control themselves like, you know, Mr. Theodore John Kaczynski, the Unabomber. <laughs> you know, another notable test subject. Yeah, I mean, completely makes sense. Now, this guy, uh, what they put him through, uh, I don't know. I don't know the drugs were involved at all, but it's this is this is horrible. Uh, I mean, you, you don't. If you could feel bad for a murderer, you yeah. might start to feel bad here. He was part of experiments at Harvard he participated in, uh, and it was part of the MKL program. And some were asked to write essays. Subjects were, subjects were asked to write essays detailing their personal beliefs and aspirations. They called them manifestos. <laughs> and uh, then in a later session, they would be verbally attacked, making vehement, sweeping, and personally abusive attacks using the content of the essays as ammunition, while electrodes were monitoring their psychological reactions. And these encounters were filmed, and subjects' expressions of rage were later played back to them repeatedly. And the experiments ultimately lasted three years with people verbally abusing and humiliating Kaczynski every single week. I'm sure that had absolutely nothing to do with his anger later in life. Holy crap, and that's just what we know about it. Uh, there's been other talks of, you know, if you read into that, people say they did shock therapy on them and things like that. <sighs> I mean, the you, CIA and another hit. You know, you know, the, you know the Netflix, uh, the Netflix uh, documentary, Making a Murderer. Yeah. 
that's what the story of Ted Kaczynski should be like. Now, yeah. Of course, he has to take responsibility for the fact that he was a murderer. I don't mean that. But man, talk about I mean, it's been proven you can push people in one direction yep. or another. Yeah. It sounded like he got pushed in the wrong direction. Yeah. And, and this keeps going and going. And finally, it's, it's going to kind of come to an end. MK what, what? Ultra will end. It does. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. In 1974, the New York Times uh, journalist Seymour Hirsch published a story about how the CIA had conducted non-consensual drug experiments and illegal spying operations on U.S. citizens. His report started the lengthy process of bringing long-suppressed details from MK Ultra to light. But, and then the following year, President Ford, in the wake of the Watergate scandal and amid growing distrust of the U.S. government, <laughs> shocker, yeah, right, set up the United States President's Commission on CIA activities within the United States. That is a that is a uh, a mouthful, right? Uh, to investigate the illegal CIA activities, including but not limited to right. Project MK Ultra. Yeah, and the commission was led by Vice President Nelson Rockefeller and is commonly referred to as the Rockefeller Commission. And they delved into plots to assassinate foreign leaders, including uh, Fidel Castro from Cuba, uh, Congolese independence leader Patrice Lumumba. Lumumba. Uh, yeah, and it's also uncovered thousands of documents related to MK Ultra. Complete side note there. If you ever read about the ways in which the CIA tried to kill Castro... They, yes. they literally used they, an exploding cigar yep. like it was Bugs Bunny. It reads like a bad Pink Panther movie. It does. You know? That's a great way to say it. Yeah. So these res, these these revelations resulted in Ford's 1976 executive order on intelligence activities that prohibited experimentation with drugs and human subjects, period, except with informed consent in writing and witnessed by a disinterested party by each such human subject. And that 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 declaration actually became a problem for the government, too, because it became a whole conversation up to and including, I think, the uh, United States Supreme Court as to what informed consent is. So informed consent, uh, you are going to be part of a test. We are going to give you a drug and you're going to report on your results. Now, what are what do you know exactly what you're consenting to? You know, right. And that that, those 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 have gone to the Supreme Court because informed consent means different things to different people, especially the CIA who wants to do these things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever really know what you're signing for? You know, it's one of those things. And then you just put it into those like the new privacy policies. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll be putting ours out next week. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It was officially stopped in 1973, but it continues to be cited as evidence for further unspecified CIA nefariousness by conspiracy fans. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Ev- a, it's a catch-all. Like oh, it is. You, yeah. Exactly right. Every event that could conceivably have been done by the CIA, yeah. school shootings, for example, becomes in, in these folks' minds a false flag MK Ultra operation yeah. whose actual intent is to bring down this democracy. The the whole point of this was, and we've kind of skirted around that, was they wanted to build soldiers. They literally did. They wanted to have assassins. They wanted to be able to interrogate and not people have remember being interrogated. And so people grab onto that and they think when anything happens, obviously MK Ultra is mind control, mind control, mind control. Mind control is such a broad term that people just grasp onto it. And then when you get into the nuts and bolts of it, you realize it is such a broad it, it, term. Truly, anything ranging from the paranormal yeah. to, of course, anything having to do with mind control to even going back to Project Stargate mm-hmm. where they were trying to do remote viewing. All mm-hmm. of these things, if if something comes out about any of it, 
it falls under the MK Ultra umbrella right. to 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 tinfoil hatters. And the problem is, and because of this, uh, the full extent of the research will never be known due to deliberate suppression. You know, most of the evidence regarding the project of the CIA and when was burnt. They burned most of the papers. You know, so we'll never know. Right. That when papers came out um, for that commission. And some of them are pretty damning. Mm-hmm. The only reason they came out is because a duplicate of some files had been um, just put in a box and thrown in a warehouse that they f- literally forgot about. Right. And these are the documents that actually wound up being used during that commission study. Yeah. Uh, if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't know any of this. It would just be more, hey, you think there was a you think there was a project in the seventies? Right? And uh, well, and luckily, some people you know came forward, other than just the ones we. I think one of the ones that bothered me the most when reading about this is there was this woman, Velma Orlikow, right? And in the early 50s, she had had a baby, and she was suffering at that time, they didn't understand, postpartum depression. Now you look back at it, and it was like textbook postpartum depression. So what do they say? Well, she's going crazy, and she's probably schizophrenic. We're going to send her to this place in Montreal. And it was in Montreal's Allen Memorial Institute, and they decide... This Dr. Cameron, this this cat that's in Montreal, was part of the MK Ultra. She goes in there. She's there for five months. She has no recollection of what happened while she was there, nor any of her life pre to going in. She comes out, and she is, for all intents and purposes, a 26-year-old infant. She had to be taught how to talk, walk, everything again. Oh, my God. And it was it came out. Years later, she didn't understand what happened, and she gets part of a class action lawsuit against Dr. Cameron because he was working with the U.S. government doing MK Ultra research and had dosed all these people with God knows what. He wouldn't come forward, and he was totally unrepentant and just told him, I'm a fucking patriot. And it turns out, like you mentioned, that was in Canada. In Canada and in Western Europe, we basically had offices doing the exact same thing that we've discussed that was done in the U S here, the CIA was doing it in multiple countries. And again, just like everything else, this happened in 56. No one even investigated it until starting in the seventies, the papers were all destroyed. Right. And he was like, I told you, they looked at this Cameron and he, he told them I was a patriot. I was doing it because I'm a good person. You know, well, what about these people's lives? Better good. Yeah, he Thanos that he, just thanos, right. his he was doing it for the greater good. Yeah, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's really hard. I saw interviews with Velma where she was talking. She's just like, I don't know if I'm the person I'm supposed to be or if I'm the person they programmed me to be. And she goes, I didn't know for a long time. It's one of these days, kind of like one of those things where you know someone's going to play apple pie or say apple pie, and she's going to pull out a knife. Right, right. You right. know what was that movie? Uh, uh, the long kiss goodnight, where like she starts realizing she was programmed and she was like a CIA assassin. Right, she wasn't a housewife. And she's like, chefs do that. And then she picks a knife and throws. <laughs> uh, chefs do that. Chefs you do know? that. Yeah. The 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 crazy thing about this that what what makes it great that it was finally uncovered and and known to the world is that the while well, I'm a skeptic, I, I certainly believe that the government can be up to nefarious activity. The most ardent skeptics out there would tell you. The government might do some shady things here and there, but they would never do some full-blown operation where they experimented our own people. <laughs> um, this is proof that that's not true. This is proof that they would do that, at least at that time. And this is another thing that 
the people that, that believe in chemtrails and things like that, they use this as a talking point. And it, well, they'll do this. Why wouldn't they do other? And, you know, in that way, you got to go, yeah, that's, that's a decent point, you know, I mean, at least in that way. I mean, going back, especially when we say the government, really, we should, we should narrow it down to one, one extent or another to the CIA. The CIA, because they're, they're almost like an autonomous unit of the government who is just chugging along doing whatever they want until they get caught then they go oh i'm sorry oh that's cute you're president yeah yeah i mean that's that's one of the the theories as to why kennedy was assassinated yeah because this the, kennedy came in and said listen cia you're done yep. i mean I, i'm cutting your legs out you will report to me you will do what we say why are you guys giggling <laughs> <laughs> and you know a few months later his head exploded yeah literally yeah. and and they that's a that's a big that's a big reason that a lot of people think that he was murdered because he went up against the CIA. Everyone and knows he, lost. he was murdered because he was going to release all the true alien files. Disclo- alien disclosure. That's Full right. Disclosure. I forgot. I forgot. I mean, you're just you're now. So it, Ooh, it's funny. Fun. And, I'll be the mommy. <laughs> we've talked about these things and how it's such a buzzword, and uh, it, it was funny because we had a woman on our uh, hysteria nation page who would just on a random note. Ra- it started with our Bill Cooper episode. And she was a big lover of Bill Cooper, and and she would just I'm an I'm in caps I'm an NK Ultra. And all this, I remember. Like, when did that? I am when, eleven. When did that become like a proper noun that you could take on yourself? Right. Now, it was the name of the project. She was saying I am eleven. Uh, that was me. And she's like, and she was using all like, these names and dates. Well, that's like Montauk. eleven. Strange. Str- you, you were a fictitious character in Stranger Things. No, it's a. It is about her life. Now, when she went into anti-Semitic rants paid. and racism and stuff, I had to pull the plug because I was actually enjoying it a little bit. I was enjoying you know, like her randomness, but then she started. Well, when she comes out of in defense of Bill Cooper, we knew it wasn't going to go yeah, in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. we have um, since the Bill Cooper episode up to Bill Cooper. I think we'd only ever banned one person from our our page, and it was just because it was a flat earther who spanned flat earth things and everything like i'd post hey how are you today 74 flat earth memes every time i'm like we got to get out of here come on guy right uh after that we've had to ban several people for racism uh and it all stemmed from bill cooper like literally literal spewing hatred so mk ultra and all that yeah, stuff you can, brings you, out the worst of you're people. welcome to think what you want about bill cooper that's fine like we're not going to tell you what you're allowed to believe or not allowed to believe but you're not allowed to come in and start spewing hate that's that's what we're talking about. Wait, what? <laughs> no hate. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard to swallow. It's hard to swallow. I make no promises on not spewing hate. <laughs> so that's our thoughts on an actual story, the little bit that we actually know about said story. Right. There's so much more to this that oh, we man. don't know. And it, it might be one of those things that in a few years, uh, much like the president, now they're going to have to, oh, no, we're going to keep those those now, sealed. Oh, like JFK. Yeah. 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 Do you, now, Brent, do you think before we wrap up, do you think the Project MK Ultra? take the take the name away from it mm-hmm. do you think that project ended oh no 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 not at all uh I, I i really um i don't believe for a second that anything like that where they felt they were making it they were working on making soldiers and using it uh against foreign 
bodies in one way or another, being able to torture, to do things that I don't believe anything like that. Ever when you stopped. say soldiers, you don't mean you don't mean soldier soldiers. You mean no um, people psychic that, soldier. Or, pe- I'm not psychic. People that would be willing or not willing. People that could go into a foreign country, assassinate someone, and not know the difference, and then die because of it, and not even know why they're they did. So it. you mean soldiers is in what they're willing yeah, to do? Yeah, like yeah. Like it, it's it's absolutely mental games, and I don't believe for a second that we would give that up. Though, to our knowledge, uh, all of that being said, they haven't been successful. Well, to our knowledge, I mean, you can, they've certainly been successful in wiping people's minds, right? And things like sodium pentothal, you know, for truth serum, things like that. But, but by and large, the goal of the program of truly creating a Manchurian candidate or truly brainwashing someone and and changing literally the wiring in their brain to where they believe something that is wrong that has been met with little to no result a manchurian candidate is one of those words if you don't know what we're talking about it's just literally taking someone who can get into a you know, an important place you need them and programming them to be a killer now, or I, a whatever you need. I do think the program 100% shut down. I truly do. However, that doesn't mean that new programs under different false pretenses didn't pop up pursuing the same um, outcome. Oh, I don't think that they kept calling it MK Ultra. Now they called it, you know, Ted's Giggle Room talks and they still do it. You know, but who, like, who knows? Even, but like the same people can't be involved. The same leadership oh, in the CIA. Oh, they just around. They, yeah. They, yeah, it, yeah, it didn't stop, but they just changed it. That's that's my thoughts. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? What do you guys think? What what parts of MK Ultra did we not touch that uh, you were really hoping to? How can they tell us? They can hop on Hysteria Nation. Tell us all about how there was also an electric Sasquatch involved in this one. <laughs> uh, just go to Facebook.com and search Hysteria Nation. It's Penny, our discussion group. Penny, if you're listening, send us a message. <laughs> send us a voicemail. I just want to hear what you say. Tell us how we're wrong, and you can do so. You can leave us a voicemail by dialing 773-669-7277. That is 773-669-7277. And guess what? We got two. Yay! We got two I to play. voicemails. And these are two that we have not listened to yet. We've I've given up on, on listening beforehand. We're going to play them on the show. So it might end up being just one after you hear this. <laughs> one of them is crazy. Uh, here we'll go. Hi, my name is James. You may know me as Andrea Two on the Twitter. I was listening to your Heaven's Gate. I was a junior or senior in high school when that happened. Um, fun fact, uh, not only was Art Bell accused of causing this to happen, so was Clyde Lewis of Ground Zero. He said the night that they committed suicide, this would be the perfect night for someone to do something like that. And he was even um, questioned by the FBI. Um, if another funny thing, when you're mentioning David Crash and uh, Poe, uh, isn't it funny they were both led astray by a woman? I don't know what to think about that. And uh, I have a question for the almighty conspiracy five. Who would win, you or Johnny Five? And I would love to be part of the Beat Sack crew to follow Seabot's little cult. I love the show. You guys make me laugh. You keep me up while I'm driving down the road. Keep up the good work, guys. See you on the flip side. Sounds like he was driving down the road right then. Right. Yeah. 
two things. Number one, uh, talking about the Colts. He wasn't the only one. So Clive Lewis wasn't the only one to say that's the perfect night. The guy who, who, as we said, who found Hellbop was like, man, I bet a lot of people killed themselves that night. Like, it's just one of those kind of. No, the guy who found Hellbop said that this would be the perfect opportunity for something like that to to happen. Yeah, like to bet some people commit suicide to this, you know. Uh, Number two. I mean, producer Lisa knows that there's nothing nefarious a woman's ever done. And I, you know, I challenge you to, to back that with any science because they're perfect. We try not to be sexist either, often. Um, <laughs> not well. no, don't ever trust them. Ever. <laughs> ever. And uh, Seabot, what do you say about Johnny Five? The thing about that movie I never understood is why he took out all those other robots. They could have banded together. Brought the pain on those meat sacks. So you're saying you want minions? No, I want mindless slaves. <laughs> Here, drink this. Yeah. But him versus me, no contest. I have no issues with killing. That is true. Like, that, I, he doesn't. He doesn't. Though, I would offer that Johnny... I mean, did you see the jump that Johnny Five made in that movie? Like, he literally jumped like five feet. Seabot can't walk down the stairs very well. Los Lobos kick your ass. Los Lobos kick your face. Los Lobos kick your balls into outer space. That was part two. I, I think it's still canon. <laughs> Thank you. And and not only that, Seabot just has us sitting around. Johnny Five had Steve Gutenberg. On that note, we've got another voicemail. Hi, John. <laughs> so I think our other callers called back with a, this time a hi, John. And, Last and a, it was hi, Seabot. Yeah, and this, and then another F you, Brent. Huh. Well, at least they're consistent. You have some fans. They're consistent. You have some fans. Now, if you met them in person, they might also try to dose you, <laughs> but you have some fans. Uh, yeah, dosing me. That's that's one way to put it. Well, you know well, how you can show us if you're a fan? You go to Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash it's the Area 51, and for $1 or any of our other tiers, uh, you can get all of our extra episodes. That's what, You can get special T-shirts on there, stickers. Hand-drawn uh, pictures. Any from picture I draw is hand-drawn. Brent or me. Or both. Or both. It's usually uh, both. We just both do it. Not every picture you draw is hand-drawn. I saw that one you tried to do with your feet once. It was weird. It's still Brent hand-drawn. See what I did there? Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. man. Hits keep coming. So, kids, thank you very much for listening to us banter on and on about MK Ultra. And remember, when you're listening to someone and they accuse it on MK Ultra, just go, "Well, now I know a little bit more. Maybe, maybe not." In fact, forget what I just said. Blame everything on MK Ultra because it just works. <laughs> it's just it's a blanket statement. Honey, why did you get fired from your job? Damn MK Ultra. Man, I tell you that CIA mind control crap. You know, gets you every time. No, I bet that argument is used by a lot of people who need help. <laughs> they blame it on that. What is wrong with you, and why did you punch that random stranger? <laughs> so, MK Ultra. So those are our thoughts. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. 
You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.